That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. Hello. It's been a little while. It has. And uh, we are apologetic, but we are coming after a long summer. So we want to talk about summer has ended. A busy summer. A busy summer has come to an end for us. Maybe, maybe not you, but... Um, we do need to open up and say it's been a couple months. It has. Since we have uh, published an episode. And so um, for those of you that are heartbroken, uh, <laughs> we do apologize. We do. Um, we, we do want to provide comfort. Um, you know, if you call in to the show, just call RCC, talk to Sandy. She'll get you like a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You can, you just can get a, a happy latte or something as you listen to this episode or one of our upcoming episodes um, to comfort your hearts. So, um, no, we're, we're back together in the studio and we're excited about a new season, a new rhythm of mindful conversations. We got some great topics that... We are looking forward to recording. Yes. Um, today, we've decided that we want to talk about uh, summer is over. Um, what are the rhythms of life like for for the average human being? What are they like? Yeah. Well, I have been contemplating, been mindful of, about my past summer. And I, of course, everybody knows if, if you're familiar with mindful conversations i often am most contemplative when i'm walking odin yes down at uh, kcc and you know we've had some extended beautiful weather we have and so it feels like summer is you know we officially are in fall yes we are um so that's that's true but summer conditions continue to prevail and so we're thankful for that and uh, I, I've just been reflecting as the leaves are starting to fall. I was down at KCC this morning, and Odin and I were treated to some nice color changes in the woods. And uh, it just seems like to me I'm reflecting on a fulfilled summer. Like I'm, I'm looking back, and I'm grateful for all of the experiences I've had. And so I'm, I'm just really thankful. Yeah. I think I share that with you with this maybe slight difference. It was busier for us than what I would generally like it to be. N not, not a negative thing, just a very busy summer with some pleasant, unexpected surprises and um, some, some other kinds of challenges related to family and aging and things like that. But it, I am thankful for the summer. I didn't like the busyness, and I'm excited about the fall. Okay, so when you think about your summer, um, is there something top of mind that represents kind of the highlight of your summer? Yeah, there is. We had an opportunity to travel with my brother um, overseas. So we went to your, your brother, Michael, my brother, Michael. So if you're listening, Michael, shout out to you. I love you. <laughs> He's an awesome dude. He is. And, and my brother, um, travels internationally, both for work and pleasure. And I generally travel for work. 
and this was for pleasure and it was just really special for me to share that little piece of his world and our world kind of collided in Ireland and it was it was a, it was a lot of fun mm. what was the precipitating thing that um, helped you guys choose Ireland I think uh, we have relatives from there and my my brother is the family historian. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, you know, he's the one that researches the history and the players and that kind of thing. And my wife's family has connection to Ireland. So I think, I think really, and she has always wanted to go there, so that was kind of like on her bucket list, and he knew that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, they made that happen for us, and that was a good thing. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Uh, so summertime in Ireland, it's an island. Yes. It is. Um, was the weather conducive for oh. being outdoors? And it was great. They were just coming off of um, unusual weather. It was hotter. It was sunnier, um, drier than what um, the people of Ireland were generally accustomed to and most of them mentioned that to us mm-hmm. our weather was perfect because when i go someplace i want to experience that place like it is mm-hmm. not an exception to the rule mm-hmm. as part of the rhythm of life i like the rhythms that are natural mm-hmm. and not try to be oh you know i just wish every day was sunny and bright and i like i think responding to rhythms uh means that you are accepting of those rhythms as they occur, mm-hmm. right? And working yeah. with them. So we we got to experience really nice weather in Ireland, um, but it did have some of its normal weather patterns. Yeah, when I think of Scotland, Ireland, I think of lots of wind, yes. uh, blowing water yes. off the sea. Yep. Um, needing a jacket and things like that. Yep. In fact, I remember you sending a video or a picture <laughs> yeah, where there was quite a bit of wind. Yeah. Um, was there a particular place that you visited that you were like, ooh, this was this was a cool place? Uh, the Cliffs of Moher. Um, all of it was cool to me. But the cliffs, that's why we sent you the video. You and I are backpackers, and so weather is just part and parcel of that particular sport or um opportunity and the wind was i i wouldn't be a bit surprised if the wind gusts got 60 plus miles an hour and they're beautiful it was um, amazing to see and you know europe they're not commercialized to the extent that we are in the states and so it was just kind of a raw beauty. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, oh, some of the glory and the majesty of God is put on display, mm-hmm. you know, as earth meets water. And um, it was just really impressive. So I would say the Cliffs of Moore. Plus, we got to reconnect with an old friend that we hadn't seen in many years. We worked with her and her husband uh, before he died here in the States. And um, that 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 relational connection was special so you had it from two you know when you talk about rhythms and 
patterns of life, I really think the quality of life for humans is determined by the health of our relationships. And when Carol and Brian were here in the States and we were working with, with them as colleagues, we had a really good relationship and con- reconnecting with her, you know, especially after, after we lost Brian, it, it was just, it was, it was, it was just really good. Yeah. That is awesome. What a treasured time to be now. Sandy for two consecutive years has traveled to Europe. <laughs> Last year was Switzerland and Germany, and this year Ireland. So she's been become quite the world traveler. She has. She's pushing the envelope. She's a homebody. But to be able to do that with your brother and you know the rhythm of life in terms of season after season, um, your your I would I would assume your relationship with family continues to evolve, and and to be able to experience something like this as a a bookmark in the narrative of your, your family story. It is. Um, my parents died young. And so my two sisters and my brother and I, um, we're, we're it, you know, and my brother and I really work at staying connected to our nieces and nephews. And so we have worked hard on our relationship down through the years. Um, as a regular rhythm, I want to, overuse the word but you know that that effort of you know metaphor for me is if you've ever learned a musical instrument and played in a band um or an orchestra there's different songs different tempos different sections all of those things come together to form rhythm um beat whatever and so for us to your point matt I do think it was a common shared experience that continues just to help my brother and I and the people we love to um, come together and share that experience. Mm -hmm. You know, his partner, um, Sandy, um, it is, it's just, it was just special. Yeah, rhythm to me is, you know, finding a rhythm. And sometimes people, you know, when you go to the ocean, you are treated to a rhythm of nature. Yeah. Um, when it comes to waves or the, whenever we go down to Florida in the spring, um, you know, the surf in the Gulf of Mexico is, is usually churned up quite a bit and there's quite the waves. Sometimes the wind is offshore from the north and the, the waves are laid down and it's very glassy and quiet. Um, appreciating different weather rhythms, you know, I'm very attuned to noticing things like that. Yeah. You know, to appreciate um, the rhythms of change. Um, when I think about summer and summer coming to the end, uh, good friend of mine sent me a video this morning of Odin. We're both, he's, well, he's absolutely infatuated with Odin. Uh, <laughs> so a shout out to Jordan. Um, he's a, he's a podcast listener. Um, but he sent me a, I sent him a picture of Odin. Um, he was in the back of my Jeep this morning and I had the sunroof open and then he was sitting there here. I'll, I'll show it to you. Oh, nice. And he was, uh, he was sitting in the back seat and I like photography. 
Yeah, I know. And and so I you and I share that. I, I saw just a, a unique little picture um, where the lighting just caught his. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, caught his color. Yeah, there's no filtering on this. But yeah, caught his color and his look and things like that. And I said, "Ooh, that's a a good one." So I wanted to send that to Jordan, and then he sent me back a video he had taken of, <laughs> of Odin and uh, Odin was playing around, but I looked out the window and it was taken back in the winter when it was snowing. And, you know, that's coming. And oftentimes as Michiganders, we jest and joke about the impending doom of, of winter, right? Uh, the leaves will fall, it'll get cold, it'll get snowy and things like that. But that's just part of the rhythm of, of the season of life, and you and I did a podcast on acceptance and, you know, learning that you can't fight the rhythms of nature. I, I, yeah, I, I think there are natural rhythms and you're not going to, and you're not going to, to your point, you're not going to fight those rhythms um, any more than I can, you know, swim up the Niagara River. So I, I and I think each rhythm brings its own sense of beauty and challenge. And if, so if if you have an eye to see that. Yeah. Rhythm, yeah. rhythm is all around us. Yes it is. And the 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 question is what rhythm is at play whether that rhythm is related to health. Yeah. Or age or family dynamic. You know, like a child moving out of the house, yeah, or a child moving back into the house, yeah. which my which my kids already know is never going to be an option. <laughs> um, the rhythm of um, my daughter Kaylin, who will be with over Thanksgiving, lives down in Georgia, and she sent us a link to a turkey trot for Thanksgiving. And Deanne and I don't run anymore, right? And we were just chuckling last night in bed, you know, because Kaylin is all, she has a running group she's part of. She's 26 or 25, I don't know. Um, and, you know, we thought about running and I'm like, there's no way I want to run. <laughs> I, I don't want to train my body and go through the pain and the suffering. I mean, would I like to be able to do the turkey trot? Sure. Could I walk the turkey trot? I hope there's an option <laughs> yeah. for, for, for walking. But I navigated through a rhythm of life that, that I ended my running career. Yeah. Uh, for a couple different reasons. But honestly, in my assessment, I was ready to stop experiencing pain. Yeah. I, I think of seasons. I think of seasons and rhythms sometimes synonymously, right? And to your point, when we did talk about acceptance, it's easier to swim with the current than it is to swim against it. it it's just logical. It makes sense. And I think that you mentioned noticing them. It's critically important that we notice the rhythms of life whether whether some of those things come to us unwanted or wanted, that piece of acceptance to me is that's what allows me to swim with the currents of my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't like how busy the summer was, but because I know how to swim with the current, we made it work. Uh, yeah, that was going to be my next question that you brought your summer of busyness back. It's like, okay, so... 
you noticed it was busier than you had imagined. It really, yeah. So you were actually in the rhythm of quote unquote busyness and you were noticing that. And if you use your metaphor of kind of flowing with the stream, how did you flow with that, that busyness? There's a couple of things. One is we live our life connected to others and, and we trust others. So some of the busyness was beyond my control. Some of the busyness was within my control. That's, that's realistic. So when it was within my control, our friends, you, others would notice or say something to us, and then it would cause us to kind of stop and assess and be somewhat accountable to the season of busyness. Like, okay, here's our plan to deal with it uh, for now and put, put parameters on it. The busyness of summer is not moving into the busyness of fall. We've already started saying no to things and cutting some things back so that we can have have a better pace in the fall. So I would say one was the accountability and the input of people that we trust and, and love. I would say number two is we notice. We notice. And... and Sometimes when you're in a river, there's parts of the river that have more of a whitewater feel as opposed to a lazy river feel. And early on, we assess that, oh, this is looking more like whitewater than lazy river. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a different skill set for whitewater than that's required for lazy river. Mm-hmm. And so now you can deploy that skill set to cooperate or collaborate with that rhythm. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. And and because me being here at RCC, like with Cliff Berry, for example, the king of metaphor. Yes. Um, and, you know, learning to see through the lens of metaphor and you bring up the lazy river. When we, we had kayaked, the RCC community got together and those who were available joined us yeah. on this past Saturday. Uh, we kayaked down the Thorn Apple River out of Hastings. And um, the, the river this time of year is running rather slow. And uh, I noticed that, you know, usually you find a, a rhythm about three, four miles per hour in the spring. Yeah. In the fall, it's going to be a mile and a half an hour. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a lot slower. And the group didn't have any expectations. You know, some of our group just kind of sped forward. Others of us, uh, Bobby in particular, I just really kind of cued off her. The Her legs were up. You know, she was, she was <laughs> yeah. reclined back. We just allowed the conversation to be our rhythm and flow, and we just floated. It was a lazy river float. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we paddled, um, mostly to keep <laughs> ourselves out of the bushes or, or whatever. But Strainers. For, for the most part, we just, and the beauty of the weather was amazing this past Saturday here in September. Um, but it allowed us just to just to be together. Yeah. And, you know, even though we had a lunch appointment, I didn't feel pressured that we had to hurry and hit our deadline. Everybody was okay, I love it. Was okay just floating. And um, and it was just very restorative to be in nature. Saw turtles, saw an, a beautiful eagle, saw a, oh, a, nice. a blue herring that just kind of kept landing right ahead of us. Like, it's this way. <laughs> You're going this way. Uh, but understanding rhythms external but also understanding rhythms internal. Yes. And uh, I 
we've always made comment on this program about self-care, mm-hmm. being mindful to the way. And it was a week ago Sunday that I really felt the Lord just saying, pay attention to your inner world. You've been subject to a rhythm that has that has taken from you. Um, you need restorative care. Yeah. And specifically the the discipline of solitude. And so we had gone to church a week ago Sunday, and I knew that I needed to have some time away, some solitude. Right. And I knew that I wanted to go to Fort Custer, and I knew I wanted to hike alone, so I didn't take Odin. I love my wife, and she, I would love her. She's my adventure buddy. But she said, can I go? And I said, hey, I just need some alone time. And she was perfectly good with that. And it had been raining. This was the beauty. Mm-hmm. It had been raining quite a bit. And when I got out to Fort Custer around 4.30, there was nobody there. Yeah. And I started on my track, and it was maybe misting a little bit, but it was coming to an end. And I had the entire six-mile hike to myself. Nice. And I did something really cool. Because I practiced mindfulness, Right. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of activity in my mindset, my brain. Yes. And these thoughts were bombarding my conscience and I was walking and looking at the beauty, but boy, I tell you what, there was a plethora of conversation going on that I'm like, I'm not inviting you to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And so slowly being a mindful person, I just let those thoughts pass and I continued on my journey and practicing a sense of regard for those thoughts and letting them pass, letting them pass And then I put my headphones in and I listened to a a guy on YouTube and he's a, what's called, he's a silent hiker. So he does videography, which is amazing. I know that. Yeah. And it's just him hiking and setting up camp and experiencing with some background music. And I put my earphones in, I didn't watch it. I just listened to the, to the YouTube episode of him, like in the Himalayas and I could hear him walking Yeah, and I could hear him setting up his tent and I could hear him brewing his coffee and the music and it became kind of an experiential exercise where I was not only hearing him and hearing some of the nature I was in, but I was actually walking. And so that experiential uh, exercise caused me to experience a deeper sense of solitude and presence that ministered to my body. It's hard to describe. It makes sense to me because we know emotion and physical, your body are connected. And you're right. I think, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking about the rhythm of music, you know, where you got a crescendo and it builds and it yeah, builds yeah, yeah. and then it, and then it goes, you know, it, it, it backs off and goes in. And you're thinking early on in the hike, you, you already said, there was a lot of busyness. You needed this solitude. Yeah. So it makes sense that the first part, this whatever little part it was, that crescendo is loud. So and, loud. Yeah, and it took some time for it to um, back off. And then when it did, but you didn't resist this. You, you noticed it and let them pass. So that is part of the maturity process that I had to learn is to regard those thoughts yep. as opposed to dismissing them or fighting them. Yeah, what you what you resist persists. I love the term you chose with regard. Yeah. That's a great term. I regarded them. Yeah. Kindness. 
Yeah, I don't have to do anything with them, but I do have to regard them. Yep, absolutely. That's a great rhythm. Yeah, and as I finished the hike, this is my last thought on this hike, I was walking down the road. I came off the trail, the green trail, and hopped on from the boat ramp, hopped on the road to go back up to the bike trailhead because I wanted to get home at a certain time. So um, I'm walking down the road, and, and the sky is clearing, and the sun is coming out, and it's coming through the trees it's like six o'clock at this point. And my ability to regard the sun and the beauty was like amplified. And that's where I knew that the rhythm had been righted in my inner being. Yes. And I was, my senses had come back online and there was a deep, deep appreciation and gratitude and like I call it, it's a parasympathetic exercise is what I was doing clinically. Yeah. But my parasympathetic system was totally activated. I was totally relaxing. I was totally like allowing the rhythm of rest to encompass my being. And it was restorative. Yeah. And boy, I tell you what, that dose of restorative grace just sustained me for that next week. And it was so, so good that God was giving me that invitation. Come on to me. You are weary or heavy <laughs> yeah. laden. I want to give you rest. And that rhythm of him calling me away from the busyness back, because my busyness is a little different than your busyness, but to bring harmony back to my soul. Uh, yeah. Cause you have just, just like in music, you have different rhythms in one song. I like that external and internal it's a lot easier to deal with external rhythms when the internal rhythm is um, balanced. Wow, this is kind of coming to me now. There is my internal rhythm, and then I could be subject to external rhythms that are out of my control. Yep. Now, if my internal rhythm is off and these, these external rhythms are against me, I might be more vulnerable to the effect of those rhythms. So, you know, I think it's important for us to be aware of these internal and external rhythms. Yeah. Life has, you know, rhythm, energy. I think you're right. I th I mean, we're just thinking out loud. We, we don't have a script, but I look at it and I'm thinking, yeah, if your internal and your, if your internal rhythm is, not adjusted well, then it probably will exacerbate any external rhythm. And there's, I can control more things internally than I can externally. Oh, oh, bingo. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's, I think we try to manage external rhythms and try to control. Yeah. And we fail because we can't push a river upstream. No. And to your point, I think we're so busy trying to um, manage external rhythms because they're disproportionately connected to the internal rhythms. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It totally you know, does. and so I'm trying to fix my internal rhythms based on my external rhythms. And that's not going to work well, I don't think. Do you mind if I ask you a question of a rhythm from the past regarding your health? No, that's fine. Um, back when you had your heart event, you experienced a rhythm shift 
that you hadn't expected. Yes. So you, all of a sudden, a new rhythm uh, became a reality for you with the cardiac event. Right. Can you maybe go back to that and maybe describe what life was like as you were managing this new rhythm of post-heart event? Yeah, if I understand the question, uh, um, there's a couple of things. I generally practice, I don't know what to call it, so I'll just call it practicing life. And what I mean by that is I think about things that have not yet occurred to me mm. or happened to me or happened to the people I love. And, and you know, there's a saying that the brain won't go where it has never been. So you got to kind of force it into territories. And that's what I do. That's practicing life for me. And so I don't live my life with an assumption that I'm always going to be healthy. I'm not doom and gloom. But I recognize that life isn't fair and there's no requirement in life to play fair with me. So when when the heart attack happened and then the open heart surgery, it brought everything down to a crashing halt because at that point they said I should have been dead with the heart attack. And um, and so uh, what what happened is I'm going along very busy, kind of routine, rhythms of life, which I think most life is routine anyway, but very routine. And then this unexpected heart attack happens and it changes to trajectory. Medical people saying you should be dead, family starting, friends and family starting to worry, not knowing what's going on. Um, and, and all of a sudden, the rhythm of life the busyness and the energy that was going to just, let's say, the routineness of life was no longer routine. Mm -hmm. And then the energy started going into what now, health, questions, what am I going to be able to do, if anything, moving forward? How is it going to affect my running? How is it going to affect my career? And then all of, all of the routineness prior to um, how can I say it? Maybe it's, let's stay with the metaphor of the river. You know, when there's an earthquake, sometimes the river gets moved. Mm -hmm. It literally gets moved. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see a picture of a bridge that was once spanning a river, yeah. but now the river is a number of meters or feet away from the bridge because the earthquake moved the river. That would be my metaphor with the heart attack. The river got moved, and it's not going back. Yeah. It's not going back. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm answering your question. You, you are. I mean, the, the, the forced event shifted you and Sandy and your family and friends into a different rhythm. You had to make accommodation yep. for the new rhythm of life. Um, going back to the idea of acceptance, the long journey of understanding what happened yeah, or what will happen in a sense of either fighting that or wrestling with that and coming to an acceptance. Did, did you, in that rhythm of, of acceptance, did you come to a place of acceptance of what had happened or? Yeah, I did. And I don't know how much time we have, but as a junior in high school, I had an accident that um, permanently damaged my left hand 
And that took away my music, you know, my, my horn playing, the, the guitar, the bass. Um, just because just of the nature of the damage, it, it was permanent. So I had learned at an early age that I'm not going to live my life with an expectation that bad things won't happen. So when bad or difficult or hard things happen, I, I, I practice life. I practice accepting those things. So when the river moved, I don't want to give the impression that there wasn't war. I didn't like what happened to me. And you know, you know, Matt, I, I watched what I ate. I was a runner. Um, I tried to take care of myself. I, I practiced, you know, self-care, all of those things. You do all the right things, have the wrong outcome. But because I practice life and I'm okay with rhythms, I will enter into when, when life doesn't go my way and the rhythms change, I do really work hard at accepting that change. Mm. Yeah. And then like a, a good paddler of a river reads the river so you know white water versus lazy river. Um, I try to read the the river of the new the the new current, the new rhythm of the river, so that I'm not fighting against it. I'm working with it. Yeah. But it's a challenge. I don't want to give the impression, excuse me, that it's like, oh, it's just an easy thing. The heart attack did rock my world. I have really good friends and family. And they, when I was struggling with the rhythm, they had rope. Yeah. That's good. And so. That's really good. You know, they were standing on the banks. And, and. You know, between trusting God and um, trusting them, uh, you know, and I do think, well, it took a <laughs> a lot longer to recover physically than I would have desired. Yeah. You know, it started with the mental recovery first, and that's because um, I really do practice uh, not resisting the rhythms of life. Yeah. And your metaphor fits really well with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you noticed and you respected. You, we all have a choice. Yes. Um, the only thing that we can control is our choice. Yes. And therein lies the opportunity for growth. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I choose growth. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's tremendous grace in, in the process of life and the rhythms that come our way. Um, it's having the awareness to choose to be open mm -hmm. um, to the, the, the shifts and the changes in the rhythm of life. And so I have matured to the point where as summer ends, um, a season of rest will come to the earth. Yes. And we will be blanketed with uh, cooler weather, cold weather, uh, snow. But I'm going to choose to embrace that and hopefully be able to enjoy it um, and know that a new season will emerge 
in the spring. Definitely. I think as we close our time today on this idea of rhythm, um, our family here at RCC has experienced um, some loss. Yes. And I just want to regard um, our, our dear, dear friends um, who are part of our family that uh, Cliff, we love you. Yep. And your family and, and Sharon's uh, passing. And um, of course, our very dear friend Kyra, um, way too young um, to leave this life, but she has been fully healed as she is with the Lord. And yeah, um, she was um, an incredible human being and, and an incredible therapist. And I oftentimes think I'm, I'm pulling up my big boy pants and, <laughs> and I can be kind of like Kyra in my sessions. Um, <laughs> She didn't mince words. No, she did not. And she was really good at what she did. And um, I don't do death very well. And I know where she is. And that comforts my heart. But I have to stay in the rhythm of life that has been dealt to me. And um, But our loved ones, we love you. And um, when we experience these changes in life, we just, we lean in. Yep. To one another. Yep. And uh, take a step, um, one, one step at a time. Yeah. Um, so as we, as we finish this episode, we do so with regard. Yes. Regard to the rhythms of life that are in each of our lives and to be able to respect and hold space with one another, um, knowing that each of us have an internal rhythm or an external rhythm that we're facing. And um, ultimately, things will work out. That's what the Lord says. So in your rhythm of life, wherever that may be, we hope that it's a lazy river. Yes. And uh, you're floating down that. And if there's some wind or some turbulence, that you'll regard it. And uh, always trust that there is a, an opportunity for greater growth, greater life, blessings.